You might recall when uh, the federal government had put some rules in place mandating that uh, those returning to the country from abroad would uh, have to quarantine upon arrival and that there were some designated hotels where travelers would be uh, expected or forced to to quarantine. Uh, the rollout of that proved somewhat problematic. Uh, let's just say things didn't go well. And it wasn't that long before ultimately the government realized that it wasn't working. It was plagued with many problems and uh, those requirements were lifted. So we haven't heard much about it since then. But there's some interesting questions, I guess, regarding, you know, how well this uh, all went, but uh, also what this cost. So it's something that our next guest has, has still been looking into and filed a request to get some information on how much the government had spent on some hotel quarantine uh, sites just in Calgary. There were a couple of quarantine hotel sites that uh, the government had, had, had named, uh, made part of this program in, in the city of Calgary. And the numbers she got back were pretty astonishing. Uh, so joining us to talk more about it, very pleased to welcome to the program here this morning, a conservative MP for Calgary Nose Hill, Michelle Rempel-Garner. She writes about this uh, at her Substack newsletter, michellerempelgarner.substack.com. Michelle, good to have you with us. You're welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Uh, so what was it you were looking for exactly here? What, what prompted this request? Take us back a bit here. Well, you know, I, I was on your program, it feels like, a decade ago, but not that long ago. And we were talking about the government's quarantine hotel program and that in spite of the government not showing any data that showed that this program, you know, stopped the spread of COVID better than like a home quarantine for people returning to Canada, that they were pushing ahead with these quarantine hotel restrictions. And they pushed ahead with this even after the government's own expert scientific panel said the same thing, I just said, and this was May 2021, and kind of on a hunch, because like, you remember like Stampede this year, it was very well attended, Uh, people came in from across the country. Um, I knew that at least one of the hotels in the airport was still at least partially closed. I had heard this anecdotally from people. So I put in something called an order paper question, which compels the government to respond to me, not just like question period, where they can say whatever they want, to ask if indeed the government had still been spending money on quarantine hotel facilities, even though restrictions had been lifted, and if they had, how much? And, you know, what I got back was, um, so, so in 2022, uh, they spent $6.7 plus million dollars on, a, on quarantine hotels for 15 people in our city, in Calgary, which amounts to about $450,000 a person. And this was after restrictions were eased in Canada. So the, the other thing that really shocked me was, I was like, well, how did this happen? Their, the order paper question actually said that they had the option to cancel this contract with 30 days notice. Yet they didn't do that until late in the fall this year. And that hotel set, like in terms of usage for this contract, there was only one person who used that hotel between July and December of this year. So, like, I, I... 
you know, there's a lot of people who are hurting in Calgary. We've been hurting even before the pandemic. And you know, just right in Coventry Hills, right down the street from the airport, basically, there's, I just looked right now, there's a two-bedroom, two-bathroom, single-detached home for just under $450,000. And that's the type of home that could change someone's life forever, yeah. like change, you know, generational poverty, change that around. And yet here you've got Justin Trudeau, who spent $6,000 a night on hotels for his entourage in London, now saying, hold my beer. We're going to spend $450,000 on a hotel for a program that wasn't even necessary by his government's own standards. And I just think about that loss of tax dollars, that loss of hope, at a time when our community needs hope. And it's just, I saw this and I felt sick to my stomach on the waste and just the, the abuse of, of tax dollars. And it's something that I hope really transcends political lines because somebody in the government should have said, why is this happening? And no one did. And that spells incompetence and just lack of care for the future of, of our country. Okay, It's so, disgusting. Yeah. So let's unpack. So it's, it was summer of 2021 that the government finally lifted the, uh, the hotel quarantine rule. So by the time we get to 2022, you know, this is pretty much in, in the rearview mirror. Yet we still had a total of, I guess it was 15 people who were, were still using this quarantine hotel at a cost, a total cost of $6.7 million. I, but, right. Like, it's crazy. Sorry, I cut you off. That's <laughs> no, okay. But yes, the, so that's, that, that's kind of where we're at here. So we're into 2022, fiscal year 2022. These rules don't really exist, yet somehow the government managed to spend $6.7 million on quarantine hotels for a grand total of 15 people. Have I got that right? Yeah, like there, there's just, there's no excuse for this outside of, I don't know if it's incompetence or... Um, lack of caring or just like, but this is gross, gross mismanagement. I mean, like the government literally could have bought those 15 people a house in my riding right? for that amount. Um, and, and, you know, at a time when the government really needs to start making better decisions about how they spend money, because we know this deficit spending has really, it's one of the key drivers of our cost of living crisis. It's why everything is becoming more expensive. At, at the same time, like they, they knew inflation was a problem. Then they weren't looking for things like this. Like maybe we should, you know, maybe we should do a bit of a contract review. And it wasn't this just this issue too. Like, I mean, they, they had contracts that were in the hundreds of millions of dollars for COVID airport testing that lasted even beyond when they lifted that testing requirement and this isn't a joke. I mean, like, this type of money could transform our city in particular. Like, I think about even what, you know, city council could do with $6.7 million in our city. That's a lot of money. Like, that could go to help, you know, even, like, charities that provide help to the homeless. Um, you know, it, it could go into our medical system. Or it could go to tax relief. I mean... As as parliamentarians, we have a we're we're the check and balance. We're the board of directors for taxpayers, and I just I wonder how much more like this is happening right now. This was just one hotel in in Calgary. I mean, we haven't even started to talk about Toronto or Vancouver, but yeah. 
I, I think it really makes, it drives the point home for us here in Calgary. This is just, you know, we're the city this government forgets, but when they remember us, it's wasting our money on stuff like this. So does the $6.7 million, that, that represents, that's how much was spent on, on the contract with this hotel, the, the hotel agreeing to be? Year. Right, and, yeah. and the hotel agreeing to be a quarantine hotel. Yeah, and then, uh, it, you know, it, again, if you go onto my Substack, I've got the document yeah. posted there if anyone wants to look at it. It's not like, the, you and I are just talking about the, the payment to the hotel. They've also got close to $2 million for, for security, another close to $100,000 roughly for transportation, and then something like close to, you know, two and a half, three million dollars here for something called traveler support services and cleaning services. So, like, like that was just to the hotel. Like, there's also contracts during that time period for cleaning for, for, for oh. what is 1.4 million dollars for traveler support services? Like, what's that? So, I'm just factoring in when I, you know, when I put this out there, the 450 thousand dollars is just the money paid to the hotel. There's all these ancillary contracts related to this contract as well. I'm sure that that would, if you divided that over 15 people, it's going to kick that $450,000 up even more. Uh, and that's just unconscionable. I mean, again, like if somebody's listening to your show today and like, you know, I know I'm a conservative MP, they vote liberal. You should be concerned about this because that amount of money could be used for so many different things. And it is about priorities and spending priorities. And this, this is just such gross waste. There's no excuse for it. The restrictions had been eased. It's disgusting. Well, this is the thing, too. I mean, if the government in its haste then had signed this contract and then things changed and they were stuck with this contract, that would be one thing. But it appears as though there was an out. They, they could have got out of this contract, couldn't they? Yes, exactly. They had the ability to cancel the contract with 30 days notice. I mean, why didn't they do that in May of 2021 when their own expert panel said lift these restrictions? Yeah. Why didn't they do this, you know, like when they actually lifted the restrictions? It's, I, I oh man, you know, it's, days like this are hard because, you know, it's just as an opposition member, I want to just go in and like, you know, fire people or just, you know, like, just say like how did this happen like the people who are in charge of making this decision how do they have jobs right now and you know i I just i hope trudeau's government isn't given a pass by the canadian public regardless of political stripe because this is just gross disgusting waste at a time when our, our country really needs a dose of hope and a vision for the future and this is not it has there been any response what what i mean what what what's been said about this if anything well, um, I'm sure this will come up in questions today. I think that I found this late in the day. I got the, the, the government tabled this response late in the day yesterday, and I just put it out to the public on my Substack as quickly as I could. So, you know, you and I are just talking about it now. I think this is one of the first interviews that's happening. So I'm sure that I'm hoping that other media outlets are starting to look at this right now and, and really ask, you know, the government why they did this. But I hope that people you know, write to Liberal MPs and say, what happened here? How did this happen? So that it's not just the media, that's also each and every Canadian holding the government to account for, for big expenses like this. And I hope that, you know, certainly I'm going to be looking at, now that I know this happened at one site, how did this happen? What was the, the issue at, at other sites? But I got to tell you, like right now, given 
how much money the government has spent. Like there was an exchange in the Senate a little while ago about Christia Freeland. She she allocated two billion dollars to a company that didn't exist. Like looking at government expenditures right now, it's like being lost in a tsunami because this government has just spent so much money on so much stuff that really doesn't matter. And wanna, you know, I think I think about healthcare, all of these other issues where we could be making a difference with expenditures, innovative thinking, and here we are. The documents posted as mentioned, Michelle Rempel Garner Michelle, thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Appreciate it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.